All right, guys, here with another one. This is podcast number 141. And today we're going to be talking about the appetites of men. And now the appetites of men pertaining to the things we love the most. Um, And I would say this is a series that can go on for a very long time um, if we're talking about the appetites of men. But tonight we're going to be covering two, two of the appetites of men that if you indulge in them, they can be uh, harmful to you. If you overindulge in these two appetites of men, they can be uh, detrimental to you. Um, They can take over your life and they can uh, possibly even ruin your life uh, if indulged too much. Um, If you know how the podcast goes, we always play a song and then we get right into it. So we're going to get right into tonight's topic right after this song. It's called Left Field by J.O. and Tori Woods on all streaming platforms. Make sure you go download that if you like it. But let's play the song and then we'll get right into the podcast after this. Have you ever loved someone? So much you thought you'd die Giving so much of yourself It seems the only way Tell me what you want and I And now I give it to you I will give it cause you call me out of that field Guess some love you never had like this Fuck with a one with a bag like this Guess some love you never had like this You call me out of that field Guess some love you never had like this Fuck with a one with a bag like this Guess some love you never had like this yeah. Call me out Look, shorty she a vibe, she a ting Fire, something like a vibe, everything On my bad, I'm just thinking all the obvious things You could put the small talk and I can buy you a ring on the rack Shorty on fire, got me gassed up To the moon, got me feeling like it's NASA Yeah, she a boss, on God, got a bag up Back spin was lame, no surprise, it ain't last much She ain't never had no love like this But she looking for a love like this Come and put it on me, give me something I can miss We can keep between us, everything tight lips Yeah, we ain't gotta tell nobody I don't need much I need is your body. Say you like it rough, okay, give it to me sloppy. Do it so good, I ain't thinking about no sloppies. Have you ever loved someone so much you thought you'd die? Giving so much of yourself, it seems the only way. Tell me what you want and I, and now I give it to you. yeah, my bag been right. I done seen you looking at me in that ass real right. Trying to give you something good, I'ma make you feel nice. Trying to take you out the hood to the sea. First fly, we be dancing on the beach. Get the sand on your feet. Wind through your hair, warming with the breeze. And we straight to my sheet, champagne and believe. If you want a little pain, I can give it to you easy. Damn, baby, I could give it to you proper. Forget every other man I want you. Damn, baby, I could do you how you want to. Damn, baby, I could, I could. And we ain't got to tell nobody. I don't need much. All I need is your boss. Say you like it rough. Okay, give it to me sloppy. Doing it so good. I ain't thinking about no sloppy. Have you ever loved someone? So much you thought you'd die. Giving so much of yourself. It seems the only way. Tell me what you want and I. And now we give 
give it to you. I will give it cause you call me out of that field. Yes, I'm love you never had like this. Fuck with a winner with a bag like this. Yes, I'm love you never had like this. You call me out of that field. Yes, I'm love you never had like this. Fuck with a winner with a bag like this. Yes, I'm love you never had like this. Call me out of Alright guys, that was Left Field by J.O. and Tory Woods. You can uh, listen to that on all streaming platforms. Go download that today. Now, let's get into the topic of tonight, the appetites of men. Now, these are appetites that just don't only apply to men and can apply to women too. But usually, these are the things that men tend to overindulge in. And if they do, it can ruin their life. There are plenty of things that people overindulge in that... Um, can ruin their life. But tonight we're going to be talking about two topics. And that's one, the topic of overeating and the topic for your urge to make the topic of uh, sex, S-E-X, right? And how these can be detrimental to men. Now, if you guys are new to my channel, if you're new to my page, you know, we specialize in making men men and we cover a various amount of topics that contribute and help towards this, right? Now, the first things first is overeating. Now, this is something that everybody can benefit from because, you know, I think one of the biggest notions is, is that we have to eat three times a day and that we have to eat uh, a meal in the morning and that we have to eat breakfast, right? Uh, and, and this is the one of the things that is a big, um, this notion and it's a narrative that's just not true. And we've been lied to because I remember being in school when I was younger and seeing like that food pyramid, right? And being taught that I should have breakfast because it's going to help my mind. It's going to help me function. And then I've been taught that if I don't eat, maybe I'll get a little grumpy. Did you eat today? And stuff like this. But studies have shown and, you know, religious leaders and people in the West, um, they've been saying for the longest, the less you eat, the longer you live, right? And now scientists are coming up with this. And we'll get into that in a second. But let's talk about some of the problems we suffer from from overeating. Number one is obesity, right? I think America is number one in that in obesity. America probably has one of the largest obese population on the face of the earth. If, if we're not number one, I don't know who would come who would come number two, right? Uh, you know, you got things like heart disease. Uh, you got things like people suffering from strokes, people having clogged arteries. And this whole process of eating foods and processed foods and eating junk. A lot of people aren't aware of this, but that stuff is not helping you. And a lot of the times you guys are eating this processed food. It's not even real food, especially if it's 2022. And if you're still eating McDonald's, I'm going to have to not necessarily judge you, but I'm going to have to let you know that that shit is not even real meat you're eating. So much so I've heard, maybe it is, but maybe not the type of meat you want to be eating. And I remember hearing years ago, that um, that there was like human food and McDonald's food. I remember hearing this. Now, whether that's true, whether there's any validity to that or not, I can't be 100% on that. But I remember hearing it over the years on two different occasions. One, maybe like three years ago. Um, and then again, maybe like last year. Um, one, it was like some uh, some Jewish rabbi talking about how what they do is they 
they chop up the human meat and then they give it to the McDonald's. And we know a lot of Jews own a lot of stuff in America, but I don't want to sound like a bit of conspiracy theory. So that is a bit far left. But also there was an article that had came out and the McDonald's factories, um, they were because, you know, whenever you have a factory, a food factory, you have to have inspections. And basically the article alluded to the fact that McDonald's factories had like human meat and some craziness like that. So, and this was like a big thing. This was a big thing on the internet because you had big uh, publications publishing these articles about that. And um, eventually it came out later that that was a rumor and that it wasn't true. But my thing is, if things aren't true and there's no validity to anything, there should be no excuse for rumors. There should be no excuse for anything, you know? And, and so I always take that with a grain of salt. And also, if you just do the studies and you learn and, and read studies on eating fast food and how it's not good for you, um, you'll come to that conclusion whether you think that there's some conspiracy to, you know, to, you know, off the whole population or whatever it may be. But the point is, this whole idea of eating a lot is something that we can overindulge in. And it is one of the appetites of men. And, you know, even more, when you are a lot healthier, when you're exercising and doing the things that you should do, uh, you feel a lot better. Um, and, you know, especially on this channel, you have a lot of guys that want to be high value. You want to be high value. You want to have a lot of options with women. You want women to like you, but you have to start with yourself. You have to work on yourself. And that's one of the biggest things that people don't understand is when you work on yourself, you up your value. And when you start to work on yourself, this is how you become high value. You think that, you know, guys who are walking around over overweight and obese, these are the guys that are getting more girls than somebody who is in shape or somebody who is fit, right? This this is this is like very simple, but you'll feel better about yourself, you know? And like eating things like fast food, red meats, salt. Now, I know it might be sounding like a lot, but these are little simple things. Like, say, for example, and by the way, guys, this is going to be a longer podcast. So if you're on, if you're listening on the Spotify podcast or if you're listening on Anchor, the full episode will be on YouTube. So I advise you guys to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you are um, on one of those listening to this currently. But um, eating, eating things like, uh, you know, having a lot of salt in your food, putting extra salt in your food. I know a lot of people that do that, right? Um, you know, drinking things like soda, extra sugary drinks. You know, if you talk to a lot of people, you ask a lot of doctors, they say this shit isn't good for you, right? And one of the biggest notions is, is that you have to eat two and three times a day. And then you guys are eating a lot of bad food. Let's, let's give a little fact. So 95% of serotonin is produced in your gut. Now, what is serotonin? Serotonin is a neurotransmitter and it helps commute. It helps communicate between the brain and your body, and it's responsible for things like mood regulation, uh, your emotions, your happiness, uh, sleep and uh, wake cycles, your appetite, and your memory. Now, and this is mostly produced in your gut, and this is contributed to the foods that you're eating. So you have a lot of people that say that today food is the, one of the top reasons why people are suffering from depression because it's the foods that you're eating. When you look at the foods that you're eating and you come to the understanding that 95% of serotonin is produced in your gut, that should go to show you that maybe this is having some type of effect. And I did a podcast on this. Maybe I'm not sure if it was the last one, maybe the one before last, where I talked about how 
men wanting to unalive themselves, men suffering from depression, it has an effect on your body. But one of the contributing factors is the foods that you're eating. It's not the only thing, right? I think attitude accounts for a lot. How you think about things and also your mindset also contributes to how you uh, deal with depression. And also talking to somebody about it is good. But, you know, eating three meals a day is not something you need. And I think just even if it's a smaller on a smaller scale, if you try to make healthier decisions, like say, for example, if you're in a store and you know you normally get soda. If you normally you know you drink soda, soda is usually not the best decision, but just try to get juice. I remember reading that there was an ingredient in, in soda, just about any type of sweet soda, that they put in the soda from making humans regurgitate. Because uh, all the stuff that in soda, there's stuff in soda that if they didn't put this one ingredient in the soda, uh, you would lit- it would make you literally vomit. It, and it's not something natural, right? There's just a lot of stuff in this stuff that is it's not good for us. Um, and, and over time, these type of bad sugars and like high sugar drinks will have an effect on you. And it is ultimately it's aging you faster, right? Now, uh, there's a scientist by the name of David, uh, Sinclair, right? He specializes in reverse aging and longevity and living, right? And he talks about some of the things that can make you live longer. Now, the number one thing that he says, and you can look this guy's up. He has tons of interviews. He specializes in this. I watched some of his interviews and he talks about how they reverse the aging in uh, rats' eyes and stuff like that. And they reverse the aging in rats and they, they do experiments in rats when they feed them less, some live longer. And you can search this guy up. His name is David Sinclair. And the number one thing that he talks about is the less that you eat, the longer that you will live. Right. And, you know, you know, it's so funny that because now that you're starting to hear this now, whenever when I was younger, and I would go to a lot. Of, I would have uh, my father would make me go to religion classes, right? And you can find this in in the Bible. You can find this in Quran. You can find this in Islam, Christianity. It doesn't matter. They talk about this notion of fasting, right? Fasting, fasting, fasting. The righteous people uh, fast. Uh, fasting is habits of the righteous. And now you look at it today, where scientists are saying that fasting will help you live longer, right? Uh, and, you know, they talk about this in religions for so long. And it's like, you know, you look at the ancients and all these people in the past uh, that came before us, they had these habits, but we didn't know. We're thinking that maybe it's like, uh, maybe they just they just do this because it's something that they were told to do. But fasting actually helps you. And this is one of the things that he says that, especially fasting after a certain time, your body, maybe I think it's like 24 hours. Most people don't do 24 hours. And it's, your average person is not going to be able to do it anyway. So I get it. It's a little hard. But after fasting for like 24 to 48 hours, your body starts to produce hormones that reverses the aging process. And this is a very much so a fact, right? And he says things like exercise, but not just exercise, things that's going to put your body through some type of adversity. So things like jogging, things like sprinting, the things that most people don't like to do, the things that people don't like to do, like getting out of their comfort zone. He's saying things like that, things like experience extreme cold, uh, extreme uh, a loss of breath as far as you're working out, um, things like extreme hot, running in the hot weather, obviously not too extreme to where you want to harm yourself. But he's saying these type of things and these type of activities along with fasting and eating healthier, the healthier you eat, the better your longevity – Um, he's saying that these type of things are the things that help people live longer and they help activate the type of hormones in your body that will help you live longer. 
Now, this is David Sinclair saying this. He's a scientist. He's a scientist who specializes in these things, and I advise you guys to search him up. Um, and so exercise, fasting, and another thing that he says is drinking alcohol and smoking, especially if you do it periodically, will definitely shave off about 15 to 12 years of your life. Right. So say, for example, you drink and you smoke and you live to maybe 60, 70, maybe 80. You could have lived to 90, 100, maybe if you weren't smoking and drinking every day. You know, and you think about why, like some religions, you know, say drinking's haram, drinking's not permissible. But literally, scientists are now saying that this shit ages you. It literally ages you. Now, I, I do know that maybe having a glass of wine a day may be beneficial and may be good for you, right? But what the science is saying and what scientists are literally saying, if you drink periodically, if you drink more often, and we're not just talking about a glass of wine, we're talking about the liquor, we're talking about, you know, Casamigos, the tequila, you know, the Hennessy, all these drinks that you guys love to drink. The scientists are saying that this stuff is shaving years off of your life. Smoking, you know, doing whatever. I don't listen, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do any of these things. I've never been drunk a day in my life. So, you know, me hearing this, it's it's kind of news to me, but it doesn't really relate to me because I don't smoke or drink. Now, that doesn't mean that I think that I'm better than anybody, but I'm giving you this advice so you can learn to be high value, so you can learn to live a longer life. I'm trying to aid you guys in telling you this, right? And this is what scientists are saying. So I know a lot of guys that do this, and I, I know a lot of people that do this, have friends, have loved ones who do this. And I try to warn them. I try to tell them, yo, you shouldn't drink as much. You don't have to drink every time you go out. But a lot of the times, you guys give into peer pressure. A lot of the times, you guys, oh, everybody else is drinking, so I just had to drink. Well, if you want to be a follower, you know, if you want to fit in with the crowd, hey, that's going to take a long, a long, uh, a long term on your life, right? And a lot of the times people don't even drink like that. If you if you talk to a lot of people and you ask them, oh, when do you usually drink? Oh, socially. I usually only drink socially. I don't usually only drink when, uh, you know, when uh, other people around, when everybody's doing it. I usually only smoke when other people around and when everybody's doing it, right? So, you know, it's a lot of the times it's not something that you usually really need. I mean, I can understand maybe if you were an alcoholic, but... <laughs> Well, you know, maybe that's something you should try to get help in, right? But I'm just letting you guys know there's more detriment to drinking than there is benefit. So let's talk about some of the things that happen when you fast, some of the benefits you have from fasting. So fasting will, one, it will boost your immune system. Uh, fasting will suppress inflammation. And if you understand inflammation, a lot of doctors say that, um, you know, inflammation is one of the biggest causes behind a lot of diseases, a lot of diseases usually cause high inflammation in your body, like cancer, uh, you know, uh, what was it? I, I remember I had an ex that had lupus. Um, there are a lot of things that are surrounded by inflammation and fasting literally, um, it literally helps with this. I was watching some videos on fasting earlier and some doctors were saying that fasting also kills cancer cells in your body. Fasting past a certain point, um, your body starts to pr produce the uh, hormones that reverse the aging process, literally, literally reverse the aging process. So you see a lot of people where they look younger and they're really old. You'd be like, oh, how old are you? Like, I'm 45, right? 
and they don't look nowhere near 45. They look like they're in their early 30s. You know, these people have good habits. They have good eating habits. Um, and then also, you know, your body resets its cells. Your body reproduces new cells when you fast. Uh, and basically, the longer that you can fast, the longer that you can do this, um, the more beneficial it is to your body, right? Fasting is one of the best things that you can do for your body. And it is so healthy. Your body produces new hormones. It resets your body. It resets new cells. It literally does everything. So much so that I remember hearing now, um, and, and, and all the time on my timeline, literally all the time on my timeline, I hear people talking about they how they cured herpes. I hear people talking about how they cured AIDS. I remember, I hear people talking about how they cured HIV, all this stuff from taking uh, certain uh, supplements and fasting. Supplements and fasting. I remember watching some, they had like, it was like a Dr. Oz kind of show. I think it was Dr. Oz. They had this guy on there and they were, and they were making him seem crazy. But the guy was basically making the claim that he had cured people from herpes. He had cured people from blindness. He had, he had helped people uh, get rid of tumors from fasting. Right. And what he would have them do, especially people that had herpes, he said that he would have them fast for five days. He said he would have them fast for five days, no food at all, strictly a water fast. Now, to be fair, we know that's not an easy thing, especially if you never even went a day without fasting, especially if you go, if you eat two and three times a day, telling somebody to just fast for five days to get rid of an ailment, which really sounds like nothing. It sounds like the easiest thing in the world, right? Um, but, you know, trying to tell somebody that who's never fast and somebody who doesn't fast, that can be a very hard thing to do. But basically, the guy was saying, and he was basically saying that uh, he helped people get rid of tumors, especially with people with herpes. He said it was very easy. He said he just had them go on a water fast for five days, eating absolutely nothing. And he said by the end of the fifth day that their herpes was cured. And they went to the doctor and got the checkup, and it, was in, it wasn't in their body anymore, Right. And there's so many claims of people getting rid of uh, diseases that they say is uncurable from simply fasting. Now, I've heard over the years, I'm 29 years old, so I've heard over the years a lot of different ways that people have gotten rid of these diseases, right? So many different type of, uh, of cures in different, different ways, different supplements, different techniques. But the point is, guys, fasting is very, very beneficial and it's very good for you. Right. So let's talk about the second appetite of man. And this is a good one. Hey, listen, that urge to have that SEX, that's the urge to make love. And before we even get into it, I want to I don't want to act like I'm a hypocrite and say that I'm not vulnerable to this um, because it is a weakness of man. We love it. Um, and I think women love it just as much, uh, if sometimes not more, because it, there's this perception that women don't like it as much as we do. Um, but I think there's just this thing where men pursue a lot and men have to usually initiate things most of the time. Um, and what that does is uh, it makes men seem as if we're thirsty. But I think women love it just as much as we do. But I just want to say that I'm not any angel. I'm not perfect. And indulging in SEX, indulging in lovemaking is one of the best pastimes you can have, right? It's one of the best feelings, especially if you know what you're doing, especially if you're good at it. Okay. <laughs> it's what is honestly amazing. It's honestly amazing. And I think living in America, 
um, so much so SEX is something that um, that has made us a bit uh, perverse, right? Uh, it makes us, they make us, it kind of love it even a little more than average, you know? And if you look at a lot of the cartoons nowadays, especially if you look at a lot of the cartoons back in the days from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, where we grew up, uh, you know, watching these cartoons, there were a lot of things that was implemented in the cartoon subconsciously to make us who we are today. And there are just a lot of perverse things, uh, especially in America, if you live in America, you know, but my point in bringing up this topic of the SEX of uh, indulging in it um, is one of the appetites of men. Now, you, we have to talk about it because if you if, if it's something that you overindulge in, it's never good for you. It's never good for you. First things first. I want to talk about how when you when you're doing this and you're having SEX, right? You got to understand as a man, your seed is your life force, right? Your seed is your life force. And it is the very thing that, uh, you know, that gives you strength. It's one of the things that give you life, right? If you ever see somebody who suffer from uh, chronic masturbation, people who suffer from chronic masturbation, which are usually teenagers and young kids, because now they're at the age where this, they're just discovering about this and they're just learning about themselves and they learn that what this is, they learn what masturbation is, and they learn how good it feels. So then they overindulge in it. But as a result, you usually see people who suffer from this as a as a almost like, you know, as a detriment to them where they're overindulging in chronic masturbation. They usually lack energy. They're usually a lot more tired than usual. They usually don't have the energy to do things. They're really slow and lethargic. And that's one example. Another example is, especially me as a fighter, right? And I've been fighting all my life, and I've been around fighters all my life. I've sparred with world champions. I've had hundreds of fights, literally. And one thing that we're told is to make sure that you don't indulge in SEX before a fight, at least two weeks to a week before a fight. Now, there's always exceptions for this. There's always exceptional people, so I don't want to say that one absolute rule counts. But the point is there are things that when you do have SEX – before a big event, it can take away from you because it is your life force. And it is very important to men. And so much so, if you ever hear about guys who do NoFap, NoFap is basically guys who voluntarily, they don't, they don't have SEX and they stay away from it. And one thing you can see is that they say they have a lot of advancements in life from just containing and holding back their seed and not letting it go. Uh, they say that they focus better. They attract more women. Um, they get m a lot more compliments because it's said that they start to live better. They start to live better and, they, and it's said that they start to look better, right? Um, a lot of guys who are millionaires, they attribute uh, NoFap and not having SCX and indulging in, over, overly indulging in it and having it too much. They attribute that to them making their millions. There are literally, if you go on YouTube and you search up this topic, you have tons and maybe even hundreds of people who attribute not having XEX to their success in life, right? It, it, a lot of people, a lot of people attribute to that. And this is just an indicator that when overindulging in it, overindulging in the SEX, that it is not good for you. It is not something that is serving you. And it is not something that that's going to be productive to you. Now, I'm not going to say that don't have it at all. 
because we're men, we're human, right? And we love it. And especially, like I said before, if you know what you're doing, then it becomes even better, right? And, you know, just to say it, just to say it, you know, if you're a religious person, obviously, you know that if you can't, uh, if you can't have sex before marriage, you shouldn't be doing it. But there are so much studies and there's a lot of indicators that show having SCX, um, well, letting go in your seed excessively can definitely have an effect on you. Um, and overindulging in it can be bad for you. Simple things like having an SEX addiction. Having an addiction to it is not productive. And especially for me, what I find is when you're doing this and you're making love to a girl, it is it is really, it's really time consuming, right? Especially if you know what you're doing. Because what I find is, I find that people, well, with me, when I do it, it it's, it's just like, you know, it lasts very long. Um, and I know maybe your average guy doesn't really last that long, but I feel like it's very time consuming. And, uh, and then on top of that, when I do let it go, when I let my seed go from having SCX, usually what happens is like, I get this post nut clarity, right? And I get this moment where it's like, I just become very clear. I give, uh, become clairvoyant, clear minded. And then I think about all the things that I could have been doing, all the things that I should be doing, all the things that I should be striving for, right? Not all the time, not all the time. Sometimes after you do it, it's like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like, damn girl, I love you, right? <laughs> and sometimes you do, you do get like that, but sometimes my point is that your seed is your life, right? You can become addicted to it. And another thing is overindulging in sex or SEX, sorry, I'm trying to keep it PG for TikTok because you know they like uh, deleting people. Um, so, but overindulging in it can also lead you to a lot of different things. It can lead you to.